Welcome to Let's Make Art Together. Um, I'm your friend, your partner in art, Aaron Siru, and and uh, uh, it's uh, Friday around, I don't know, almost four o'clock my time, and I have been working on a new song. <laughs> hit, the, hit the microphone, sorry. I'm working on a new song, and I thought it was time to go ahead and get some album art going for it. And I thought it'd be fun to art together again. The last two times we arted, um, it was really nice. We just kind of hung out and we drew. And I think first time we drew on paper. The second time we drew um, on an iPad for some album art. I get my pencils out if you're wondering what that noise is. I gotta get my eraser, it's my pencil. And, uh, oop, <laughs> bumping all my shit here. And I just really enjoyed it. I enjoyed having someone to hang out with while I, while I drew some art in my alone time. Um, it's something, the whole point of the show is, is that, you know, a lot of times when you're making art, um, you're alone. And I really find it's enjoyable to have friends to make art together. And unfortunately, that's not always easy to do. Schedules, people don't really want to just hang out and draw, you know. Um, it's kind of... I get, I get the feeling that's a bit of a weird thing for people, so... <laughs> maybe, maybe no one does want to do this, I don't know. But I personally think there are people out there who do. And so... So yeah, that's why I'm doing this. And I have this song that I'm, I've worked on. It's uh, uh, it's called "I'm Your Babe," and it's really kind of ridiculous. It's a uh, here I'm gonna play a little bit for you. I did this thing where it's super like a, a real heavy bass line, and it's kind of like just two chords going on and on and on and on. So it's kind of a weird little song. Let's see if I can get a little going here. So it's a it's a funny little song. It's just real simple, two chords, saying kind of just going on and on about how you know this relationship is, and it's really fun. And after the last couple songs of being kind of sad and breakupy, that'd be kind of fun to make a song that was I don't know just cheesy and fun and had this idea for a like a dirty bass line kind of and so I found I was able to make one and then did this thing where I kind of put the bass on either side of the I recorded it twice you know played the bass twice and recorded put it on the left side and right side on each one and did that with my voice and it was kind of fun and um, but we're at the point where it's almost done, and the new song I have out now called Disconnected just came out. And so it's about time to start getting the next one ready to put out, because I'm trying to do a single put song out every week, so I know, whatever, right? Anyway, so I found this image that I really like, and it's just real simple. It's someone's face with their finger in their mouth and their hand in their head. And so I'm using that as the inspiration to kind of build off of but I'm taking it, I've been really into shapes lately and putting in shapes, so I'm going to kind of take the image and remove a lot of it with circles. 
and and kind of have like empty space kind of thing and see how that works out. Maybe put the words in the empty space. I don't know. Anyway, so let's get started. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I found this. Uh, I found this uh, thing to make a circle, like a it's a tape dispenser. It's a little small, but it'll work. Just kind of shrink that down a little bit. I don't need it to be like huge. Also, instead of just doing a drawing today, I thought it'd be fun if we painted a little bit or at least give it a shot. So I got my watercolors with me. I'm gonna have to do the other one by eye, the other circle I put on here. Anyway. So why don't you go ahead and get your art supplies if you are drawing with me today and let's do this together. Um, or if you're like at work or whatever, you know, then I don't know, maybe you just kind of zone out and do some work and emails and shit. I hope everything's going good for you. It's been going pretty good for me. This week's been kind of strange. I was kind of like in a... Not dark place this week, but I definitely got into a... more of a introspective place yesterday. I was just kind of like in a weird mood. I ended up going like a really long hike and kind of clearing my mind a little bit, which is good. You know, listen to some podcasts, listen to some music, and try to get inspired to do things. I think one of the things I've been trying to do is just kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of lean in on the loneliness a little bit, because not working yet, and the opportunities to work are not ready yet so until then you know there's one thing I've always talked about was the dream of being an artist and just quitting my job and doing it and yet now I have the opportunity to do it and I haven't quite fully embraced that mindset so what I'm trying to do is get better about just like <laughs> using this time to like just make all the art. <laughs> hence this podcast. And hence the song a week. I've been kind of doing. Now, this is going to be a tough drawing because it's a face. Faces are hard. And especially faces at weird angles are definitely hard, which is all the more reason to do it. Not to be exact because I'm not trying to take this person's stuff. I just want to get in this rough idea of the ankle. So it could be a little cartoonish if I want to or whatever. I think the idea is that person is like it's supposed to be a little ambiguous as to 
who this is and all that. On my hike, I also got an idea for like a reaction, another reaction song. I've been really into this idea of reaction songs lately. I've written two so far. One for the violent film song, I'm Nothing, where my song is called If You're Nothing, Then What Am I? So that's kind of fun. And then I did one for a Rustam song called, uh, I might have talked about this last episode, I'm not sure, called um, Gravity Don't Pull Me. Where in the song he says his line, um, the worst thing I ever did and it kind of inspired me to write a song about like the worst thing I ever did in a relationship and so with like two two reaction songs I really enjoyed making them I thought it'd be really fun to kind of keep that going what else can, what other reaction songs could I do I'm already fucking this thing up One song I thought would be kind of fun to do would be um, Nina Simone's Sugar in My Bowl. That could be sacrilegious to do a Nina Simone song. Or it's because it was a song from when Max and I got married. It was our first dance song. Salacious first dance song. And I was, well, I was on my little hike yesterday and I thought, yeah, it'd be really funny to. The line, because we watch a lot of Great British Bake Off and stuff, a lot of those kind of shows, and every now and then someone will fuck up and put, someone will fuck up and put on um, like salt and instead of sugar, because you know, they look alike and everything. And whenever they do that, it's, you know, it's like, it obviously ruins the recipe. And so this idea for me would be, for the reaction song, would be to do um, something along the lines of like, you know, something about how you put your salt in your recipe or put salt in, in the bowl or whatever and ruin the ruin the recipe or something like that. That'd be kind of fun to do. And basically, reaction songs, I think what makes them neat, I didn't do it for the, uh, the worst thing I ever did song, but I just found a kind of a mood that worked really well. But I think it'd be kind of cool to, like what I did with the I'm Nothing song, which is, hold on a second, I guess finger in. Basically, the lyrics were 
we refer back to the original song lyrics periodically, like in I'm Nothing, he sings like, you know, how he's like a cloud, he's free to be alone in the crowd. And there's one part where he's like, politics and dirty chicks, I've got no time for stones and sticks. He's like, you know, kind of talking against politics and everything. And it's an old song from the 90s. And so, in my like, what's it called, um, bridge, I'm like, you know, so you think you're like a cloud. <laughs> Referring back to the song, it just makes it fun. And Because I like to make parody songs and stuff like that. You know, I made a bunch of those and they're good times. But, you know, the problem with the parody song is that it's just it's not your song. You know, it's, I mean, it is, but it's not your chord progression. You're just trying to kind of get the mood of the song and the feeling of the song and do your own thing. But it's not yours. Yeah, you know, I grew up on Weird Al Yankovic and everything, but. I mean, he didn't, you know. You just look up what the chords are and do your song, which is not. So, what I like about reaction songs is that it takes you have to go like a couple extra steps and. some extra steps and and with reaction songs and actually create a brand new song that was just inspired by the other song you know and and as if it, and again as if it's responding to the other song so it's like a different kind of challenge and what, what's great for me is that it teaches me what this finger looks like ass it teaches me like different chord progressions. It teaches me music theory. It teaches me, you know, uh, lyric construction, all that jazz. All the while, so it teaches me all that stuff. Which is what I want to learn, and it's what I do whenever I make music. I feel like I'm just like not getting these fucking fingers right. Did I suddenly forget how to draw fingers? the self-doubt.
looking okay. But it just looks messy. <laughs> you know what? I might have to bail on this one. I know it's a little early, but... It's okay, I had another idea. When in doubt, draw some hands. I haven't quit yet, though, don't worry. <laughs> Not yet. Not quite ready to bail. or something. Meg's actually traveling this week. This week is starting this weekend, so it's going to be kind of quiet next week. But I'm excited um, because later in the week I'm leaving and meeting up with them in Hanoi. So I've been to Vietnam before for work but I've never been to Hanoi. So that's gonna be somewhere new. But here's the tricky part, is that um, I guess apparently it's the same time that Trump is gonna be there with uh, Kim from North Korea talking about shit. So it's gonna be very interesting, I think, <laughs> to see what the city is like with uh, all that going on. I haven't quit on this yet. so far. <laughs> like two minutes into it and I'm like, oh my gosh. It looks neat. It looks okay. I think where I'm struggling is I'm having a hard time visualizing in my head how the hell I'm going to paint this without it looking like a cartoon. See, one of the problems I have is um, I, I love painting. Obviously, I paint all the fucking time. I'm sure you, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen some of my shit on the internet. Um, but a lot of things just... I, when I paint, a lot of stuff just doesn't, it doesn't translate well into a painting, at least not the way I paint. And it ends up looking like, a, almost like I'm coloring, you know what I'm saying? And I think I like illustrations more because it's like they never look like they never look like um what's it called like a, like a coloring book. And I think sometimes it's where I struggle with my own paintings. Is that sometimes I, I I mean I think they're okay, they're fine, but 
sometimes they feel like like a coloring book to me. And Meg's like, no, they're amazing, just come up. And I put them up, and then it's just like, and I do well and everything and all the jazz, but I just think I overthink things. What's funny is that, like, I want to paint more abstractly and, like, add more, like, twists and turns and, and things that are just not real to a drawing. But when I actually go to do it, it always ends up more one line of realism. I don't know why I struggle with making things not realistic. <laughs> like I see really cool art out there and I get a little jealous sometimes because they seem to be able to, like, I don't know what the word is. not based their stuff on reality, I guess. And then I go to, like, do something, I have some fun with it and get weird with my art, and then I can't, I, I keep dicking around with it until it gets, like, more like realism and then I end up not liking it or something. So I think what I'm having fun here with is by making these shapes, like, I feel like with shapes I can kind of do that. I can kind of bust through some of those ideas a little bit and add some abstraction that I really want to add. Okay. Alright, so far it's not bad. It's not bad. It's okay. Hang in there. Don't quit yet. It's not even like a proportions thing. It's just... need. What, what's happening is with the circles making empty space in the middle, it's creating a, it almost looks like this person's like carrying the circles, these like floating orbs, which is kind of what I like to do and it's kind of what I was trying to achieve. But also it's kind of hard to let go. face a little more neutral looking to kind of keep it more along the line of the song. Because I really want it to be kind of, I don't want anyone to like assume it's X or Y or Z or whatever. I always try to like to, you know, create like gender neutral pronouns and my lyrics a lot too. Don't know if anyone ever notices, don't know if anyone ever cares, but it matters to me. One thing that's really cool, my recent painting, speaking of gender neutral, was of a fellow uh, genderqueer peep named Rio on, what's it called, Instagram. And they posted this really cool photo series 
of themselves, like one looking away and one looking back. And that one I was able to successfully do, like, um, I was able to like draw, I, was, I painted like a realistic type painting, but I was able to draw like two, like some circles, and or paint some circles with acrylic. It came out really cool, and it was okay. Then I did my like overlay drawings that I like to do now um, a lot on top of it, and it came out really cool, and they really liked it, and um, and they were trying to raise money for top surgery. And so we sold the painting and sent the money in for that. It was really cool that somebody bought it and I was able to give money to them and help them out a little bit, hopefully. It was really cool. Went to a, speaking of gender queer, as we were, since we're talking about it, we went to a, a, a Stonewall uh, reading, uh, Stonewall 50 years later, reading um, on Wednesday here in Hong Kong. It was these different authors, mostly authors. Um, one was more of a poet than an author. Um, and they shared their experiences being queer in you know, Hong Kong over the years. And in some cases, if they're a little bit older, they related back to their experiences with Stonewall and all that, but most of them were a little too young for that, or not from the states or whatever, and or they were in the closet when all that was going on, so they were just kind of like not really affected at the time. And it was really cool. Um, it was uh, sorry, I'm just drawing this hair, trying to get a hair shape here. I actually think this is working out pretty good. So yeah, so each person like introduced themselves and then you know they read some stuff that they brought, which was nice. Like some people each read from something they wrote. Um, there was a, a lesbian woman who's from Hong Kong. There's these two three white uh, male gay male guys, which is cool, you know. And then of, um, the last person was a genderqueer. Um, Hong Konger, who is a bodybuilder, and it's funny because I'm familiar with them because I, whenever I was trying to find people to hang out with here in Hong Kong, before I found you guys on the on the podcast, um, whenever I would search for uh, genderqueer in Hong Kong, nothing would come up except for this person, because <laughs> they were out and they were interviewed a lot and. You know, as being a bodybuilder, professional bodybuilder, and genderqueer, and what that means, and it's, I mean, for Hong Kong, they were definitely like a bit of a pioneer over the past couple of years, and so it was really cool, and um, they read, like, they talked about their experience a little bit, and read, read poetry, and they've written a lot of poetry, and it was really good, um, but it's interesting how in Hong Kong, it's still very much like the early days Wild West of queer here. Um, it reminds me a lot of like early days of like the 90s and stuff in, in the States. Not the gender queer aspect because that wasn't really something, you know, 
it's not, it wasn't known, but it was just wasn't part of the, the language back then. You were either, you were, it was still very binary back then. And you're either a boy or a girl, and you might have been born, you know, one thing and felt to be another thing, or you were either trans, but, or, but even then, trans was still either, you know, boy or girl. So, see, I didn't like, so, so beyond, so beyond, besides the gender queer thing, just drawing hair here. Lots and lots of hair. I might have to do the hair like a fun color, like blue or something, just to really pop it. So, where was I? So, you know, they're talking, and they're talking about all the advancements that have happened here in Hong Kong. But as they're talking, it's dawning on me that all the advancements are very much like, you know, dominantly male, gay male stuff, you know? And lesbians as well, but lesbians still being much significantly more hidden than, you know, the, the gay male thing, like the you have gay clubs and they're very focused on males and you have a few like quiet like lesbian bars and scenes and stuff but they're not like I mean they're out but they're not out out in the same way and you know so they're kind of hard to find and whatever and and they tend to be more for safe spaces for women so you know it's hard for someone who you know comes who appears male and to kind of go into those spaces it's not like something I, I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable in their own spaces and so there's really not, nothing for you know trans who are not like kind of hate the word passing but you get the idea So it was really cool to be able, I mean, I was able to challenge some of that while I was there when, it, when they had like a Q&A, which is great. Because I think that's important to talk about how there's more than just the gay male experience. But the best part was I was able to meet Sia Fung, who is the genderqueer bodybuilder, and they are going to connect me with people. There's like, she, they were saying that there's like these private groups starting up here and there. Um, but they're very private, obviously. So it's like, you know, cause it's, again, safe spaces and feeling safe and all that. And um, they're going to connect me to them. And I was super, super excited, you know, because it's like a chance for me to possibly get some uh, eraser off. <laughs> Also make some connections for people who I can relate to while we're here in Hong Kong because at the moment it is hard. I was talking about it with Megs and it's like the Venn, our, our Venn diagram of who we are, it's just it doesn't have a lot of overlap with the other people. You know, between our age, um, our our level, our level professionally speaking, um, like how we are financially, the fact that I have grown kids, 
who are adults. <laughs> you know, so like people my age, some have young kids, and they don't art, and they're definitely not part of the queer, queer world. And you have people my age who have maybe older kids, but not old, like as old as mine, who definitely don't do a lot of art and stuff. And it's like it's hard to find people who. It's actually pretty good. It's hard to find people who can relate. You know, so like you find someone who seems like they might be able to. But it's like, all right, so our interests and your interests are similar. So maybe we could be friends, but it's just there's too many, too many things that don't match up. And you just, it's hard to be, it's hard to make friends. Simple as that. You know, either A, you know, uh, I mean, pretty much usually, but not eh, like pretty much usually, just kind of like don't talk about the parts of your life. Sorry, it's leaning over here. Okay. It's actually kind of okay. I feel like I need to fix the eye a little bit. Okay. I think we have something here. Stretch up this arm a little bit. It's not too bad. I think I'm glad I didn't bail yet, even though I still kind of want to. to kind of make sense of the bone structure. Let me also tighten up the bone, the cheekbone just a little bit. I told uh, I'm telling a few people about this podcast. Not a lot yet. I haven't really talked about it on Instagram yet. Careful down below, apparently. <laughs> but whenever I try to describe the podcast, it's like, wait, you're doing what? <laughs> On the plus side, I think it might be original, so that's kind of cool. I mean, are there ASMR type podcasts out there? I know there's like video clips, but. Certainly not of art. 
Okay. I think this will feel better once I start painting it, or it will clarify that I hate it when I start painting it. One or the other is going to happen. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause this, go get my paintbrushes, and a drink, because I'm very thirsty from playing a lot of tennis today. I know, right? Spoiled brat. And then we'll start painting. So, if you will, I'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Got my drink. studio. I call it a studio, but it's not really a studio. <laughs> and I forgot a paper towel. Alright. You know what? Let's wing it for a sec, shall we? Here we go. things we do for art, right? Screw it. Let's give it a shot. Okay. One thing is when you're painting, uh, Trying to get the skin tone right. It's important. And when I say right, I don't mean like like matching someone or whatever 100%. Like it's about getting the color right. Mm. You know, a lot of people, I think, tend to go just kind of grab a color and start painting like maybe like burnt sienna or something like that or whatever and just start painting skin and that's really not in my opinion a good color for skin skin is just doesn't look like that you know it's like everybody's skin color is different you know no one's identical so it's really nice to kind of spend the time and mix the colors together to get the skin tone you really, really wanted to achieve. So what I'm doing right now is I'm, I've made a skin color. 
it's um like a medium shade and basically what I do is I do usually my, my skin colors if you want to know if you're into that kind of thing is my base color is like a burnt sienna right it's the first that's the the ground color I use and then what I do with the burnt sienna as like a middle color is then I start adding a little bit of uh, red and blue to try to get a nice balance of warm and cool so that's first and once I start getting that then I start um, basically darkening it as I need to what I'll do is if the sun is like pale I will just use like I'll find the base like like the tone I want to get and just use that but use it thin like really water like water down so the white of the paper lightens it up but if the person is darker skinned then I will add usually like um you can sometimes just add straight up like black is good kind of darken it just not too much you don't want to be like black that doesn't mean no one's skin is black um or like I'll use like a I have a dark brown I'll mix in sometimes and then I'll add in a little bit of blue to keep it cooler um, so like a blue black would be really nice sometimes you add in and it creates like a nice cool uh, like dark shade because the warmth of the original color you did plus the cold like blue and blacks kind of create a really nice like darker skin tone and I feel like a lot of artists let me, let me clarify that a lot of white artists um, I, think they, I think they get afraid too Mm. They come up with a lot of excuses to, you know, not paint people of color, and honestly, that's a that's that's a shame. You know, there everybody's just beautiful all the time, all the different people, and so it's important to, you know, learn and push yourself to learn other people and other cultures and other body shapes and other, you know, skin tones and other just everything and practice 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 and be respectful be respectful be respectful remember who you are and where you're from and do your best to show the beauty of everyone that's really all you can do So this one's okay. I just feel like, like I said before, my biggest concern is making this guy. It's going to feel like I'm just coloring, and I always feel that way initially because you have. I mean, the first thing you do is put like a base down, like a base skin tone, usually lighter than what what they are, you know, roughly depending, you know. You don't start off with like full blast. You kind of get you build up with watercolors.
Hmm. <laughs> Give me a bigger brush from your See where I've just got a lot of like skin. So I'm just gonna go really blank and flat for now. And then add shadows later. When it starts to dry. It's okay to mess up, you know? I know it's like a Bob Ross thing, but like, I probably talked to myself more on that one, but sometimes I get so focused on everything being so perfect, and not like perfectionist, like, it's really about, it's not about perfectionism, it's for, with me at least. With me it's more about just that doubt. <laughs> I think one thing I could do is I could have a lot of fun with color on this and just like play with color with the shadows, make the shadows more like, I love purple for shadows, which is my kind of my thing, it's my signature, <laughs> but like and honestly like doing something with like hard shadows and making like going really purple this time, like not like delicate purple but like aggressive purple I was listening to this podcast the other day. I listen to a lot of them. Um, because I, I mean, who doesn't, right? It's really not a special or unique thing to do. But I try to, like, listen to them and actually <laughs> glean some shit. In my personal life, because here I am creating shit all the time, trying to figure out my next move in my life, and I'm hoping that, like, by getting smarter through, like, listening, reading articles, have, making my own podcast, listening to podcasts, that I'll be able to, like, figure out my next stage, right? Anyway. I was listening to unrelated, right? Unrelated to that. <laughs> I was listening to I think it was Rico Decode. And it had the guy who wrote the book Zucked on it and it was really, really good. The person who wrote Zucked, whose name I'm completely blanking on. 
like who's been part of the like Silicon Valley world for a billion years and everything. Something he said really like struck with me. It was about how you know AI, artificial intelligence, and how it's little by little taking over a lot of like white collar jobs, right? Like there's a lot of like lawyer stuff that's being taken over by AI, and there's a lot of things that are being taken over by AI. And then AI has also taken over things like like rec recommending stuff. So like you go to Amazon and everything's being recommended to you to buy this, or you you go on some like Spotify and everything's being recommended over to this because you listen to that, and there's all these like programs and everything to kind of push you into different directions and into what you're into and it feels so personal and it feels so everything feels so personal and everything in that, in that world and then there's another one AI is doing which is uh, oh what was the other one now I'm blanking but basically the idea is that you know we're, we're letting AI the, the problem that he was calling out was that we're kind of letting AI oh I know what it was AI is like controlling our feeds Say you go like on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and you're seeing the stuff that AI thinks you want to see, not the things that you necessarily maybe should see, or maybe you'd want to see if you didn't know any better, like that kind of stuff. So you have this like situation where the things that make us human which is our interest, the things we're, you know, the things we do, the things we're into, and the people we, like, we associate with, and the music we listen to, and the things we buy, and the, the hobbies we have. Like, that part of humanity is kind of being outsourced and con not controlled, necessarily, not in an aggressive, like, not in a mean way, but, like, basically controlled by AI, more and more and more and more and more. So we go online and you know we have our little, we live in our little bubbles online because of AI. We go to Amazon, we all buy the same shit because of AI. We go to Spotify, we all listen to, this, listen to the same shit because of AI. Everybody is listening to Drake because Drake came out and Spotify is pushing Drake, 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 and it's just like, It's like we're slowly but surely losing our individuality and who we are. We're all just becoming one giant blob. Or maybe worse, we're all becoming like two giant blobs. Like we're all divided left or not left and right. Well, definitely left and right in politics, but like left and right in so many ways that everybody just hates each other and yells at each other all over the place. We're all getting driven apart. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It worries me. Especially when you take into account, like, like what is our own future? Like, what what is? What are, what are people supposed to do for a living in five, ten years? You know? 
what? My youngest one's what? 20 almost? So what are they gonna do? Oops. Don't want to dip my paintbrush in my drink. That would be not so good. <laughs> it would be watercolor flavored scotch and soda with lime. <laughs> For me, <clears throat> what I'm going to just do is, I mean, I come from a place of, I have a lot of privilege now, you know, I'm okay financially, dug out of many deep holes, but now, okay, good, I'm able to financially not work in Hong Kong at the moment, okay, great, lucky me. You know? So, I'm not part of the problem of the future. And this, I mean, I am part of the problem, but I mean, like, I'm not the person who's going to be, like, fucked up, fucked over in the future as much as, like, well, pretty much anybody who's not five feet from retiring right now. And doesn't even go into like climate change and all other shit too. Oh my god. We are fucked. So very fucked. Maybe that's my next one. <laughs> Alright, so what I'm doing is I'm adding a lot of just like dark textures to the to the painting. create, you know, some levels and make sure I still like this thing. I'm still just using the skin tone colors I made. I haven't changed anything yet. Like, and I'm just like using that to add like more layers and more layers to keep it more, almost like a contour map in a way. So like my first layer is the brightest layer on like the face sometimes. And then I'll add like another layer somewhere to create a little bit of shadow and texture. I'll create another layer to create even more shadow and texture and that's kind of what I'm doing right now I'll make sure to put this up um, last time last episode for busy brain the, the album art for busy brain I put that up in the show notes eventually <laughs> um, so you got a chance to see it and I'll do the same thing with this one so you can kind of check it out assuming you're still listening to the podcast can't forget the nostrils So I think what will make this more interesting is if I paint, or if I erase the circle. Unless I make it like a white circle. Yeah, if I make it a white circle, I gotta paint, or erase the drawing, the, the circle drawing. I think for hair, like a blue, like a teal blue. Oopsie, it's a lot of red in there. Where's that from? I really gotta clean my palette. If you saw my palette, you would be like, what the fuck? Alright, so right now I'm adding a little teal to the hair to kind of play around. 
and it's okay for me if it blends in with the skin tone because hair is not like opaque on a grand scale oh yeah that looks good I think what's good about this is that what's making the circle is doing a good job with making the subject ambiguous. Like you don't know, you can't sit there and go, "Oh, that's a girl," or "That's a boy," or some bullshit like that. It's like it's it's meant to be ambiguous. It's meant to be gender queer or gender, or shouldn't you say that? It should be more like it's more gender neutral because the song is gender neutral. So the teal I use is a gouache. So gouache, which is different than watercolor a little bit. I mean, they're in the same family, but gouache is basically opaque watercolor. And what I'm doing is I'm going in the direction, I'm just doing these little short strokes in the direction of the hair I drew to try to create some kind of texture. But now the question is, what color should I do on the? Oh, too much, too much, too much squash. <laughs> Spread it around. Don't go in the circle. Yeah, I'm doing these really fast short strokes. I'm sure you can hear it. And the idea is to texture. Cool. So on my mock-up, I had the circle, not the white one, the other one. I have a small circle as well, like a behind it, almost like how the moon, like a planet behind a planet or a moon behind a planet kind of vibe. I think I was inspired by a sci-fi podcast I listened to. <laughs> Charlie Jan M. Andrews has a, she has a new album, or album, a new book out I've been reading, started, just started, and they have a podcast where they talk about sci-fi, and I listened to that today, so I think I might have been inspired by that, just a little bit. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about this so far is the mouth, the mouth seems wrong. I haven't painted that too much yet, so I might have to fix that somehow. But the cheekbones look better now that I've got some paint on them. <laughs> I can hear through my headphones the basketball courts downstairs.
It's tough with paintbrushes to try to get the hair. Hair. I feel like hair is one of those things where I struggle in painting. It just... Some people do such a good job with hair, and I get really jealous. <laughs> There's so many different techniques. There's the... Uh, my favorite is the one I can never do, which is the one where you like, do you like a, a water wash? So it's like wet and just the hair. And then you start adding like color and it blotches around in a really cool way. I feel like whenever I try it, I just hate it. I don't know if it's me or what. which is already just two weeks away. Oh my gosh, it's already in the end of middle of February. Got a family coming to town. First my daughters, which is super cool. That'll be the first time in Hong Kong. And then my sister and mom and, and um, brother-in-law and nephew. Whew, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a humdinger. And they've never been to Hong Kong, so either. And my mom's never traveled further than um, California. And even that was only one time. Before that, it was really just New York. I think she's really nervous, though. So I just gotta make sure she feels good. And that she works with her doctor, maybe get some, get some Xanax. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Xanax. Okay. Okay, so... The painting's okay. It's, um, I like the hair. The hair is good. Um... I like the teal hair. I don't love the hands. I don't love the mouth. Oh my gosh. Let's get the pencil. Let's see if we can fix this a little bit. My trusty mechanical pencil. If I come up. Maybe make the mouth. Oh, now I just gave them bug teeth. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. <laughs> negative, negative, negatory, negatory. What's wrong with this? It just looks... Well, like I said before, it's that cartoonish thing. It just looks a little cartoonish. And I really hate when my shit looks cartoonish.
And I'm just drawing like some shadows. It's just. <laughs> Like, do you like the self-doubt? <laughs> Is that a good experience for this podcast? I don't know. I'm to get my eyes. I mean, it's just album art. <laughs> it's just permanently attached to this song forever. No big deal, right? Let's get some purple out. Let's have some fun with purple without hitting the microphone. <laughs> purple and black are mixed together. It's, it's probably my favorite accentuator. Let me move that pencil. Okay. Oh, that's really, really rich. <laughs> oh, fucking small. Small. Come on, they'll spread it out. Just use it right there. Alright, so what I'm trying to do is use the purple first. Just to make sure I'm comfortable with it, use the purple as basically a thick purple pencil along the edges of the paint, like drawing part of the painting. I mean, it definitely added some punch to it. Hmm. You know what, if this doesn't work, I will still put the photo up, the image up, and maybe. <laughs> because it's Friday night. So it's Friday night. Max is traveling this week. So. Hoping to do a little date night tonight. Alright, let's fix his mouth. Where's my brush? I have like, um, I usually rock about four different sizes of brush. Three small ones. Four, no, five brushes. Like that. There you go. It's like over five brushes. Four small ones and one giant as one. Well, giant for me. People who paint in large scale are probably like that. You call that giant? Yes, I do.
wonder if I could like draw something on top of this to make it even better. For busy brain, what I did was I drew some shapes in Photoshop over in. I think I told you about that on the. I think I told you about that last time when I was making it. I was going to do that. I was really happy with it. It came out really cool. So I think for this one, I'd like to maybe do something. I don't know. I'm using the purple to continue to accentuate everything, just make things pop, and it's going okay, but, I mean, I think it's, it's going okay, I should, it's going fine, I just don't know if I like it. Hopefully you exude confidence, and if you're not painting, I hope you still exude confidence, because <laughs> you're worth it. Don't let anyone tell you differently. You know, firmly believe anybody can do anything with enough practice and time and encouragement. If you want to draw or paint, motherfucking draw and paint. I shouldn't breathe into the mic like that. Need to add. I need to. I think I need to paint the one of the circles to kind of help me out here a little bit. I have no idea what to paint it. I think the original idea was to make it like a blue teal, but I made the hair blue teal, so that ain't gonna work. I mean, I guess I could. This, uh, is that gouache? Yeah, that's how dirty my pen.
palette is. I have no clue what anything is anymore. I just have blotches of paint everywhere on my palette. And I just splashed paint <laughs> on my drawing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess I'm using red. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my goodness. All right, so what happened was I just... Sorry, I'm painting a circle anyway. Fuck it. I just hit my paintbrush on the microphone, thereby splashing from the paintbrush a very wet and red paintbrush paint all over the painting. Yep, that's how we do. But you know what? I'm going with it. Fucking. You know what we're going to do? We, my friends, are going to lean in on this. That's my new favorite word these days, by the way, is lean in. I'm going to lean in on the paint splashing. Maybe. that's the nature of doing this I got to figure out a better system my paintbrush is usually on my right and I usually have like a little thing where I can dip 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 and do my thing on my right and now I have it on my left in between the microphone and the painting and obviously that's not <laughs> obviously it's not it it's not ideal <laughs> oh my god You know, that is painting. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish, I want to finish um, the painting as is. Then, let me add some colors to the lips, make them nice and red to match up with the red circle. One second. I don't usually use just straight red on lips. I really am trying to like, just push myself a little bit here since I may never see the light day anyway. <laughs> So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish up, then I'm going to splash more paint on it. 
and create like a, a bunch of cool splashes. Okay. Then I'm going to use Photoshop probably to remove the splashes from the white circle and leave it a white circle, like 100% empty space kind of thing. And use the splashes as a way to kind of show even more aggressively where that empty space is. Does that make sense? And see if I can make limits out of lemonade? Is that the phrase? No. Lemonade's out of lemon. <laughs> Can't make lemon out of lemonade. That doesn't make any sense at all. I'm also cr uh, making the face that's hidden by their nose and the shadows a little more aggressively shadowed. You know, if this was an oil painting, no fucking big deal. Shit never dries. You can just keep fucking with it and fucking with it and fucking with it and fucking with it <laughs> over and 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 over until you are content. But this is a watercolor. You can, I mean, granted, with watercolor, you could kind of erase by like continuing to add like water like rub water into a, a mess up and I've done that and it definitely helps but not for this problem it's a little different when the whole point was to have empty space and you just splash paint in it <laughs> I just can't your painting is I hope your painting is coming along better than mine I really do or your drawing or your work or your emails or whatever the hell it is you're doing today If not about your art, at the very least about hanging out with me. Just adding a little texture to the hair with purple. Just not a lot, but just a little bit to kind of create like some high-low. Besides just the drawings of high, or the drawing, besides just the pencil. Use the same purple I used to draw shadow for the body and use it in the hair so that you have like a, uh, what's the word? Mm. 
made that lip divot too strong. Let's see if I can spread that around a little bit. I think one thing I'll do is I'll flash this at mags earlier, later, earlier, later, when they get home. They're pretty good about, like, mm, <laughs> being honest with me. <laughs> Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, we watched that uh, Russian doll show. Holy shit, that was good. It was funny because when it started, I was like, oh my god, this is so stupid. It was like Groundhog Day, and it just kind of was like the character Natasha Lyons was playing. It was like so over the top. I was like, oh, she's like a caricature of a bad New Yorker, and what the fuck am I watching? But then, holy shit, come like episode, I think it was like four, things just like went, they, they twisted up and went really cool. And it was just like, so good. And then when it ended, it ended on such a perfect note. Dude, if you haven't watched it, you have to go watch it. It's just like, I hope, I, it's one of those things where you kind of like watch it and it's so good and you're like, okay. You're done. Like, don't don't reboot it. Don't do a sequel. Don't do anything. You're done. It looks it's great. Done. Perfect. Don't touch. <laughs> it's like pencils down. Because it was so good. It had like a the way I describe it was like it's like a groundhog's day meets almost like eternal sunshine. Um for the spotless mind. It's like those two, if those two take, they took place like in New York City, so if, it's like, if those two movies had a baby, and that baby was born in New York City, because I feel like the New York part of it plays a pretty good role in some aspects of it, so it's kind of, I think, important. Which again, at first was like kind of to his detriment, but then as it kind of got going, it was, it was really good. Anyway, highly recommended. Sorry, I was fixing the hand that is fucked up. Just realized the hand is looking really flat. That's not good. No one likes that flat hand. Okay. Alright, I think I need to take a break from this. All I'm doing now is adding layer after layer after layer after layer after layer and just punching, 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 punching. And it's starting, when I do it too much, I really start to overthink it. I'm not really doing anything, I'm not really adding anything new here. I'm just kind of adding more. And. I don't think it's really adding anything to it, so I just need to stop. And I don't seem, I have a hard time stopping sometimes, so. So I think that's gonna have to do it for us today. So, what I'll do is, I'll get this episode up, and 
when the painting is done, I will add a link to the show notes. So if you're interested in seeing it, you can see the end result. Unless, of course, it, I hate it and I never post it. <laughs> but you know, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too, I, I kind of, I'm okay, I'm okay with it at the moment. I think it's one of those things I'm going to have to sleep on a bit to see if I like it tomorrow. Like, like, do I like it tomorrow? And if I like it tomorrow, then okay. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Kind of thing. I'm just adding more hair color. Kind of punch that teal. It's not bad. I don't know if it's good, but it's not bad. And that's not to say art is good or bad. When I say something is good or bad, I'm talking about do I like it or not for me. It's my art, do I like it? Keep that in mind. There is no such thing as good or bad art. Okay? As long as you are making art that is honest and expresses how you feel, no matter what it is, if you're happy, if you like it, then guess what? It's good art. There's no such thing as bad art if the artist likes it. I know what you're saying, but there are albums that are bad, there are this that are bad. Nope. And I'll tell you why. Art is simply expression through craft. Now, you can say, hey, the craft is it could be better like this technique could be better that technique could be better sure knock yourself out who gives a fuck but here's the deal just because the technique could be better doesn't mean the art is bad because as long as the art is true and it's how you feel then it's valid and it's real and it's good as long as you like it as long as it feel as long as you feel like it represents how you feel that's all that matters I guess a good example of that would be if, like, if you ever look at outsider art. It's my, my favorite example. Like whenever someone's like, this album's bad, or that art is bad, or whatever. I mean, I've heard this, like, they're especially, especially, especially. Whenever some, like, artist you like, you know, turns out to be a total, just, just asshole. Like, there's this new scandal with, uh, what's his name, Ryan Adams. I'm not a fan of Ryan Adams, but who cares? It's not the point, is that... I think it turns out they might be a sexual predator, okay? You'll suddenly see, like, the internet be like, well, his art, his music sucks, and the music sucks anyway. And it's like, that's not the point. The point, the, 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 their, their art has, is not the point. Whether or not you like the art is not the point. It happened with, like, Louis C.K., right? He's not even funny. It's like, well, that's not the point. Who cares if he's funny? He's a sexual predator. Or like the Papa John's, you know, the pizza sucks anyway. And it's like, well, that's not the point. The point is they're big fucking racist. <laughs> not whether or not they make a good pizza. And I guess, I don't know where I'm going with this, um, but I'm distracted by the shadow I'm trying to draw. But, I, oh, I know where I'm going. Outside art, that's where I was going.
I'm trying to get this dumb shadow to get really dark, and I'm having a fucking hard time. Here we go. You look at outsider art. Outsider art, what is outsider art? Outsider art is art made by people with no training in art, all right? Now, technically, I'm an outsider artist, right? Because I taught myself, great. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, usually like there's two kinds of really great outsider that I really like. It's usually like found outsider art. Like you'll find like a great example is like during the slave times, a lot of African Americans who had no training in art, obviously because they were fucking slaves, um, would express themselves in art, right? They would paint, they would do something, they would find a way to express themselves in something, which is beyond the mat admirable, to be honest with you, I mean, like, I can't even fathom, right? But like, sorry, I'm just drawing this thing here. Pew. Pew. Now the craft of their art, of someone who had no training. Another one I like is, um, we actually own a piece from, there was a studio in Columbus, Ohio called Open Door Studio, I believe it's called. And they used to have art sessions with people who have mental disabilities. Okay? So people who had no art training, obviously, who were just given canvases and paints and just told to, like, you know, knock yourself out, you know? Paint your, paint your heart. And the craft of what they do isn't always, like... You know, like, the brushstrokes aren't what a, an art school teacher would tell you to do or an art critic would, you know, would be looking for with a Van Gogh or whatever. But, like, the art is so pure. You know, the art from these, like, slaves would be so pure because it was real feeling about what their situation was or maybe a good moment or a bad moment or whatever it was that they were trying to express. It's beautiful. And it's real. In, a, in many ways, outsider, outsider art is the, it's like one of the most, most real versions of art, feel, uh, forms of art. Because, I mean, it's so pure. You know, there isn't this, this idea that I've done good or bad with, you know, my technique or whatever. It's just pure expression. And I think it's beautiful. So if you take that to like, you know, music or whatever, the same thing is true. Music is art. Art it's it's an art through it's ex art it's expression through craft, and the craft just happens to be through music. All right. Now you see someone who doesn't know how to play something, or who doesn't let's say he doesn't even play an instrument, who just is singing their feelings out loud. You know, a pure feeling, expressing it out loud. And, and trying to sing it, and even if they don't sing it, like, technically well and on key or whatever, it can still be, as long as it's real and beautiful and honest, it's, it's beautiful. Even if I don't like it, it's still beautiful. And so for me, this idea of, I guess what I'm getting at is like, when you paint and when you draw, and I hope you are, 
And if you're not, that's fine. But like, I hope you are. You know, don't, don't hate yourself. Don't, don't think it's bad or don't think it's this or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's you. It's your. As long as it's you and it's you, know, you're doing what you want to do. Then it's beautiful. And everyone else can go to hell. <laughs> I guess that's my long way of getting around to saying that. <laughs> and it let me keep adding more shades in my drawing. Or my painting. Alright. I think before we leave, what I'm going to is nervously dip my brush, my big brush, All right, let's get the big one out. Let's put some red paint on it. The one I spilled earlier was the nasty. <laughs> let's spill some more. Oh gosh, here we go. I'm just going to flick it. Oh yeah. I'll do another one. of red here. Could you hear that? Now the problem with splashing red is that it gets a little blood looking, so that's not good. <laughs> it looks like a murder scene. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh well, and for a penny, and for a pound, let's do this. This is why you need a paper towel when you paint watercolor. And I'm going to use this handkerchief that I happen to have nearby. Oh, now it looks like a bloody nose, all fuckers. Fucking <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I'm like, fix There we go. Okay, we're looking pretty good. I'm going to. I think the blood thing is going to be alright. I will make it work. That wasn't wet enough. One thing you do when you flick it is you can actually hold the bristles and like flick it like... Did you hear that? I'm trying to create more color where the white circle is so that when I take it out it will be like obvious that it's not, that there's an absence. Let's do one more splasher. Listen closely. All right. That's it. I kind of have to stop. I could wipe some of my paint that I've made a mess of over here off my computer. <laughs> okay. All right. I think that's going to have to be it for today. At least for now. This has to dry. It's got big wet blotches on it. I have to kind of make sure that I still like this after it's all said and done. It's not a big painting. I mean, it's not a big 12 inch by 12 inch, but I think I probably took like six inches by six inches off. I just, which is probably where I made a mistake. I probably should have made it bigger to kind of give me some space to kind of expand. But um, you know what? It's okay. We're going to stop. We're going to leave it alone. We're going to let it dry. And then I'm going to scan it. 
well, I might add more drawing first, but then after that I'll scan it and then remove the empty space in the middle and hopefully have something kind of cool. We'll see. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for now. So I want to say thank you once again for hanging out with me. It's been an hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> Just checked the, the clock and we're cranking along here. Um, so, so thank you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me again. Um, I'm Aaron Siru, your partner, your, your partner in arts, your PIA, your friend. Um, you can find all my stuff on Instagram at Surufoto, T-S-U-R-U-F-O-T-O. My Patreon is patreon.com slash Siru, T-S-U-R-U. All that stuff. All right, so thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you made some art yourself, and I hope you had a really nice time. And, um, yeah, so until next time, bye.